Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, everyone. Today is an exciting day. It's February the 8th, but more importantly, it is Oscar announcement day. The nominations came out earlier this morning. Uh, we're super excited to talk about them. Uh, you know, we, we just kind of want to run through them, give some general thoughts and have some fun. Uh, Michaela, today is your second favorite day of the year behind Oscar day. So uh, what are, what are you thinking? How, how are you feeling on this fine day? Are you drinking anything good to celebrate the nominations coming out? Uh, what's going on? I am actually going to be celebrating with some champagne and some caviar wow. tonight. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it big. So um, now to be fair, it is Wycliffe sparkling wine to be uh, fair. It's not actual nope. champagne. And okay. it's like the six buck champagne. Uh, mm. It's very basic, but it's my favorite uh, of the cheaper champagne or sparkling uh, wines out there. So that's what I'm drinking. It's nothing special, but we'll put a picture out there. Anybody who is a fan of cheaper or more economical uh champagne knockoffs mm. this this is my favorite um that that it's my favorite it's great especially if you're going to add it to uh, fruit juice of some kind and make a mimosa you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on that you don't need don perignon in your mimosa use some wycliffe save yourself <laughs> some some cash <laughs> that's true. That's that's the slogan for it right there. Use some white cliff, save some cash. Uh, but yeah, today <laughs> is a very exciting day. The nominations came out. There were there were some snubs. There were some there were some things to you know think about a little bit. We're not going to go too crazy on snubs here, but uh, we're going to give some general thoughts. But why don't we run through these from everyone, Michaela? Um, you know, if you're a fan of the Oscars, you probably already looked through this list. But we're going to you know, take a peek at some of these and let's start with like the technical categories. So for best visual effects, we have Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Spider-Man No Way Home. So, you know, you got some Marvel stuff in there. Uh, you have Dune, that big epic, uh, you know, spoiler for later this week. Uh, someone might be talking about that on Thursday's Drink the Movie episode. Uh, but yeah, best visual effects. This was a good year for visual effects, I think. And all of those films seem to cover those bases. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's amazing. Spider-Man, you know, my husband said this morning, it's not going to win any awards. It's not going to be nominated at all. And it's such a shame because it made so much money. There you go. Spider-Man nominated, nomin Academy Award nominated film. There we that's, go. That's right. It traded its Oscars for billions of dollars. I think it's doing just fine. So uh, we'll, have, we'll have to see though. Dune's the heavy hitter there. Dune's the heavy hitter in a lot of these categories. But what about makeup and hairstyling, Michaela? We got Coming to America. Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Uh, House of Gucci's only nomination here, but uh, my pick early on, Cruella. I've thought that for the whole year, and I don't, I don't know. We have a couple of these to watch, but uh, what do you think? Makeup and hairstyling. These are good, right? These are good. This is a good choice. I like this. 
uh, coming to America, I thought was uh, kind of out of left field, um, but I haven't seen it. So I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to that. And Eyes of Tammy Faye, I knew that was going to get some, some Oscar buzz for the Tammy Faye eyeballs. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to do that right, you're going to probably have to win an award. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good to yeah. see who, who speaks out with the, uh, with the big gold man. Yeah, that one, that one reminds me of the uh, Hillbilly Elegy uh, last year with the uh, the crazy makeup going on there. So, yeah, so we'll have to see there. Uh, costume design, we have Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Now, apparently the Oscar voters got to see Serrano. None of us have gotten to see it yet, but uh, we'll have to check that out when it comes comes out but uh yeah good uh good costume design here uh cruella again probably my early pick but yep. yeah we'll have to see I, uh, another couple of these i still have to see still haven't seen west side story uh which i'm ashamed to say out loud but you know it's it's on the to-do list here in the next six weeks so you got a little bit of time you got a little bit of time it's all right a little a little bit a, it's it's going to go fast i am a little concerned though west side story best costume i don't know I, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not we'll trying see. to be a naysayer. We'll see. I haven't seen it either. Bad, bad Michaela. So best sound though. I was really excited um, to see that Belfast uh, is mm. nominated for best sound as well as Dune, which is no surprise there. No time to die, which is the latest of the 007 uh, James Bond movies, the power mm-hmm. of the dog. And again, West Side Story. West Side Story, yeah. Uh, musicals always do pretty well in the uh, sound category, the sound mixing there. Uh, but those are our technical categories. Uh, a lot of good ones. Um, you know, kind of the technical achievements this year were pretty great. I don't know if they just looked extra good because we finally got to get back out to the movie theater. So everything seemed a little crisper and more vibrant or uh, if that's just the time we're living in. But uh, yeah, a lot of really good stuff there. Uh, let's get into the music categories. Got a couple of here. We got the best original score. So we've got Don't Look Up I, by Nicholas Bertel, Dune by Hans Zimmer, and Canto by Jermaine Franco, Parallel Mothers by Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog by Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, I've only seen a few of these. So Dune, I mean, we talk about this a little bit. Uh, spoiler warning for Thursday. Uh, Hans Zimmer is just amazing. And I really loved Encanto and all of the things that went into Encanto. So it doesn't surprise me here. I'm really excited to see uh, them get a a nod. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And then to piggyback off of the original score, we have best original songs. We've got Be Alive from King Richard by Beyonce. Uh, Dos Orguitas from Encanto by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Down to Joy from Belfast by Van Morrison. No Time to Die by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell from No Time to Die. And Somehow You Do uh, from Four Good Days by Diane Warren. I'm not familiar with that one, Michaela. Uh, The original song's a tricky one because you can listen to the song. You know, you can you can tell your uh, your smart device that's sitting on your counter to play the song. And the, the songs are good, but sometimes they mean more watching them in the film. So I think it, I think it's important to get a little bit of context. So definitely going to have to uh, watch a couple of uh, these. Well, I guess Four Good Days is the only one I need to watch, but Diane Warren, I'll watch a movie to hear a song by her. Yeah, yeah, epically good. She's amazing. So, and Four Good Days actually is a very good film. So it's worth everybody's time. It's the only, this is the only one of the nominations. Four Good Days is only nominated for uh, this song. So you can mm-hmm. find it on Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Go, go do that. 
All right. Definitely. Definitely go do that. Um, the And the next two categories, these are going to be the shorts. I don't think you or I have seen any of these. Um, they're hard to kind of keep track of because there's so many of them. But um, I always really like watching the, the shorts and you know, the live action short and the documentary shorts um, and the animated shorts. So I'm going to run through these here real quick. Um, keep an ear out for the lobby bar as we start to get into these and start watching them. We will definitely be giving you a heads up on where you can see them. Last year, there were a bunch of them on YouTube, which was nice. Um, so yeah, so definitely, definitely keep your ears uh, open for that. But let's run through uh, best live action shorts. So we have a lot take and run uh, the dress the long goodbye on my mind and please hold and best uh, documentary short subject is audible lead me home the queen of basketball three songs for benzineer or sorry benazir and when we were bullies yeah and to round out with the best animated shorts we have affairs of the art bestia box ballet Robin Robin and the windshield wiper. Um, I've actually heard of the windshield wiper. I don't know anything about it, but I have seen that name come across my screen a couple of times, but yeah, definitely interested to watch these shorts. I always really like those. I like the short subject uh, documentaries and things. So uh, yeah, like, like I said, just uh, follow along. We will uh, do our best to keep you apprised of where you can be watching all of these as we, you know, get our way through this uh, list of Oscar films this year. So as we move into the longer feature lengths, we have Best Documentary, which I know, B, is one of your favorite groups. Usually you love the documentaries, right? You're a big documentary person. Unfortunately, none of the ones that we thought were going to actually make the list <laughs> made the list this year, which I think is the biggest snub. Um, first Wave, where are you? I don't know. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no first wave here. Yeah, I, I had watched a bunch of these documentaries kind of kind of leading up to them. But yeah, I've only seen two of these so far. So I'm gonna have to check them out. So the nominations for documentary are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Riding with Fire. No, I've seen Attica and Summer of Soul. Both of those are excellent. So I'm definitely excited to see the other uh, three in this category and knock those off. Um, you know, documentaries are always, always so poignant and they always the the Oscars selection for documentaries are always really good. You can't can't really argue with their selections most of the time. And you also can't usually argue with their picks for the best animated feature film. Uh, and yeah, I had I had a, an early pick here when I watched it the other day. We talked about it on an episode, and that was Encanto, uh, which is nominated alongside of Flea, uh, you know, best documentary feature there. Uh, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, yeah, Encanto was my early pick, but I just watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, and I don't know. I could uh, I could see an upset coming, Michaela. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think about these uh, animated feature films? I think Encanto is going to win, um, but it's it's unfortunate in some ways because we felt last year that Soul was already a kind of a foregone conclusion, and we were not wrong. But there were so many other good ones that, uh, looking at it a year later, I'm enjoying a lot more than I, you know than I did soul ultimately. So I think you're probably right. The Mitchells versus the machines. It's super poignant. Um, my son actually, and I watched it recently. Very good. There's a lot that that's really good about the animated films this year. Now, one thing it's interesting to me is flea because when I looked it up, I was confused by the documentary nomination as well as the animated feature film as well as the best international feature film 
nomination. So it's kind of interesting there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of best international feature film, this is one of your favorite categories, Michaela. Um, This one uh, is definitely one to check out. There are some really good kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to call them sleepers, but there are a lot of these that were nominated multiple categories, which is pretty cool. So uh, being, you know, one of your favorites, why don't you run through this one for everyone? Sure. So up for nomination is Drive My Car from Japan, Flea from Denmark, The Hand of God from Italy, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan, and The Worst Person in the World from Norway. Now, have you seen any of these yet, B? I have not seen any of these, but Drive My Car has been high on my high on my list. We'll talk about that one. You know, uh, it apparently was high on the uh, the nomination committee's uh, list as well. And also the worst person in the world had a lot of really positive buzz. Um, it was just at Sundance just a couple of weeks ago. So um, I didn't get a chance to do like the virtual screening for that. I was uh, I was hoping to. I didn't get a chance to. So uh, as soon as that hits some platform where I can, uh, you know, purchase it or uh, pay to rent it or whatever, um, that's one I'm definitely excited to check out. Yeah, me too. Me too. It looks really compelling. I love uh, anything that like shines a light on relationships and decisions that people make. And uh, it just sounds great. The word worst person in the world. You'd think that it was like a documentary about a politician or something. And really it's just a person in love. Look at that. Just a person in love. That's right. That's right. Well, so that kind of, that runs through those. So let's get, you know, let's get into our big hitter categories. How are these films coming together? You're going to hear a lot of the same names as we uh, run through all of these, but let's start with the best production design. Uh, So we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story, and Power of the Dog. Uh, all uh, very visually stunning uh, pictures. I guess we'll just have to we'll have to take some time to think about it. You and I both haven't seen West Side Story yet. Um, I don't think either of us have seen Nightmare Alley yet, um, which I hear good things about. So I'm interested to see, see that. And that one's going to be a tough one to pick, I think. Yeah, I agree. Now, remember, best production design for anybody that doesn't know, that is about... Uh, trying the the design of the actual film. So if it was like the best sets, um, it's basically who did a design work and their work product within the film itself to make Mm -hmm. you believe that it was real. So, you know, it's, it's different than, you know, editing or cinematography. It's, it's not how it looks. It, It really is. What was the design around the look and feel of the film. So I am really happy that all of these got nominated. I don't think that any of them, I mean, we haven't seen West Side Story or Nightmare Alley yet, but I'm pretty sure Guillermo del Toro and Steven Spielberg, they probably know what they're doing in that area. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, I I, I don't think anybody was outplaced here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, everything you see on the screen there um, and we'll have to that one's going to be that one's going to be tricky. Another one that's going to be tricky is the best film editing. So we have Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog and Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, which we covered just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Again, this one's going to be this one's going to be tricky. A lot of these, um, you know, kind (laughs) of behind the camera uh, categories are going to be going to be tough this year. Yeah. Yeah. And they all tell their stories in a really interesting and compelling way. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. I really off the cuff uh, remember certain aspects of it where you have, you know, telling the story, having the one man person telling the story interspersed with actual you know, musical numbers. So that's what you want to look at when you're looking at film editing is how they put the scenes together to tell the story uh, that they did. And 
you know, editing can make or break a film. So it's really cool to see so many good films be in contention this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the tick tick boom edit reminds me a lot of the trial of the Chicago Seven that you and I were yes. both really high on uh, last year. I um, off the top of my head, that did not win for best film editing. So I guess we'll have to I'll have to see. I have to I'll have to do some thinking. It's it's important to go with your brain as well as your heart when you're making making our picks. But we have we have some time to think about it. We have some time to think about it. And another one that's going to take a lot of thinking about because these should all win. I think I'll, I haven't you know of the, of the ones that I've seen and and the ones I've not seen too. They probably should all win. But best cinematography, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog. Tragedy of Macbeth and West Side Story. Uh, yeah, I think they they all should just uh, you know split the Oscar <laughs> five ways. Can you do that? That's right. I think you can. That's yeah, right. You can. You can do like a torso, each appendage. I mean, that could get that could get a little messy, but uh, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. amazing. The ones that we've seen. I mean, Dune, obviously, Power of the Dog. The 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 scoping um, of creating that backdrop of the of the West. Beautiful. Um, West Side Story, I mean, the way that, that they've got to utilize the musicality uh, in there is probably pretty, pretty impressive. Can't wait to see Nightmare Alley. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's right. And that one is available to watch now. So we really don't have a, have a good excuse other than we were you know, we were just resting up, you know, taking some extra naps, trying to get ready for uh, how many movies we were about to watch. So, uh, yeah, definitely excited to check that out. All right. Moving into the screenplay categories, adapted and original. So why don't you run through the adapted screenplays for everyone? Because I don't I can't say uh, who wrote some of these. So. <laughs> OK, so best adapted screenplay is uh, nominations are as follows. We have Coda by Cian Heder, The Power of the Dog by Jane Champion. Campion? Man, I'm really bad at this too, Brian. That's okay. Uh, dri- That's right. Drive My Car, oh man. Ryosuke Hamagachi and Takamasa Oi. Dune by John Spates, Dennis Villeneuve, and Eric Roth. And then last, but certainly not least, is The Lost Daughter, done by our own gem, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, I believe that The Lost Daughter was her first, uh, you know, kind of big time feature length screenplay and her first uh, stab at directing. And uh, she did excellent. I like that film quite a bit. So I have to see who comes on top for the adapted screenplay. And for the best original screenplay, we have Belfast by Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up by Adam McKay and David Sirota. King Richard by Zach Balin, Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Worst Person in the World by Joachim Trier and Eskil Vogt. Uh, yeah, so original screenplay. Uh, these are, from from what we can tell, have, you know, haven't seen Worst Person in the World, uh, but the other four I have seen, uh, I, really good, really interesting stories um, in, a, in a time in our history where uh, it seems like we're getting a lot of you know, kind of regurgitation of mm-hmm. stories, uh, a lot of, you know, comic book stories and uh, reboots and remakes. Uh, yeah, some some really good original ones this year. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, best adapted screenplays. It's really hard to take a story that was either a play or a book or something else and turn it into a film. It's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, so hats off to all of the nominees here. 
I'm super excited. I've not seen Drive My Car. Obviously, that's one that's left on my list. And I've not seen The Lost Daughter. But I'm super excited to see what Maggie Gyllenhaal has done. This is her first time uh, doing any screenwriting or directing that I know of. So very exciting to see both of those. It's neat because I didn't know any of these other than Dune um, as its original medium. So it would be kind of neat to see where they came from, if they were movies or, or, sorry, not movies, but plays or books or something before. Mm -hmm. Um, Always good to learn, right? It's more than one way to see the world. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we are to the big time categories now. So these are these are the the meat and potatoes of the Oscars, I guess, is what you could you could say. So let's get started with the best director. So the nominees for best director are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamagachi from Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Uh, some some good uh, good directors there. Some not familiar with, but. Uh, you know, some old, old uh, standbys there, Steven Spielberg, Paul Thomas Anderson, but uh, yeah, can't, ar- can't argue with, with any of those, any, any highlights for best director, Michaela? Oh, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, Jane Campion uh, is getting uh, kudos for this. Um, I think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, he's just done some amazing stuff. So in the past, and so is Kenneth Branagh. I obviously haven't seen Drive My Car, but now I cannot wait. It's going to be really good no matter what happens. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, definitely, definitely one we're both excited to check out. So we'll have to have to get in those. So Michaela, why don't you run through our best supporting actors and actresses for everyone? Sure. So for best supporting actor, we have the amazing Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog. We have the also amazing J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos. We have Cody Smith-McPhee in Power of the Dog. Troy Kutzer in Coda, who is also amazing. I mean, none of these people are bad. This is hard. And then at the end, uh, and to round it out, we have Kieran Hines. To round it out, we have Kieran Hines in Belfast. So those are Best Supporting Actors. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about J.K. Simmons uh, getting some kudos for being the Ricardos. And of course, uh, Coda, that's a personal favorite of mine. So I'm really, really excited about that. For Best Supporting Actress, we have Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, Kristen Dunst in The Power of the Dog, Anjanou Ellis with King Richard, and the Amazing Dame Judy Dench from Belfast. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of really good picks. Um, you, men- you mentioned J.K. Simmons. Uh, he just seems every couple of years to just drop into a project and get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, right. He's great he at that. He touches <laughs> yeah. something and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like everything he touches <laughs> is, is uh, phenomenal. Every, everything's so good. The, we have three uh, Power of the Dog nominees between the two categories there. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of really good supporting acting uh, work this year. So I have to, have to do some thinking there on those. Uh, and now, Best Actor, Best Actress, what do we got? So for Best Actor, we have Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, and Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, those some yeah. uh, pretty he- pretty heavy hitters there. And, and what about what about Best Actress? We have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, 
Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mother, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Uh, so yeah, best actor, best actress categories. Michaela, what do you think? Well, I'm really glad to see that we're finally practicing a little bit more of what we're preaching in from an inclusivity perspective. This is, I think, the first time in history where we have <clears throat> middle-aged white guys not running uh, best actor <laughs> and running over that. Um, so we've got a much more diverse crowd, which I'm happy about. I, uh, you know, it's no surprise Andrew Garfield uh, is given kudos for Tick, Tick, Boom because he was absolutely stellar in it. I'm really glad to see that Denzel Washington is getting kudos not only for his film uh, from a from a craftsmanship, but also his acting ability in Tragedy of Macbeth. That's mm -hmm. uh, very cool. Um, and uh, you know, Olivia Coleman. I mean, once again, she she's just on fire. She's been on fire for like four or five years. Everything she does is stellar and amazing. Super excited because uh, I've not seen The Lost Daughter yet, but. I, I did start to watch it and I just know it's, it's, it's going to be one of those that's just spellbinding. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. And Olivia Coleman, I think, I think maybe just uh, her and JK Simmons, they just, you know, they get on like a zoom call every couple of years and are like, Hey, should we go get nominated for an Academy award this year? Sure. Let's do it. And they just, you know, they drop into something and, and get nominated because they're great. So uh, yeah, that, uh, that one's also going to be hard. I've not seen the eyes of Tammy Faye yet to, you know, give uh, judgment <laughs> to pass my, to pass my, you know, almighty judgment on Jessica Chastain's performance, but I'm sure that it's excellent. Um, Kristen Stewart is amazing. Um, we have the, the best actress and best actor from being Ricardo's. So that's kind of unique to have, uh, you know, both awards coming from the same film there. So we'll have to see how those settle out. And that leaves us last, but not least Michaela best picture. Take it away. So for the nominations and best picture, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. That's right. So those are our 10 nominees there. Um, I'm really glad. Um, you're also really glad, but I'm really glad that Coda was nominated for Best Picture because had it not been, I might have boycotted the Oscars. I'm not 100% sure, um, but uh, yeah, very glad to see that one. Uh, I don't know if it's going to win. My heart really wants it to, but but I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think about this. There's a couple of these I still need to watch. Um, you have The Power of the Dog, which has won like 10,000 Best Picture awards and all of these things. So uh, you have to think that that's probably the early favorite um, but sometimes that works against you. Sometimes it does not last year. Uh, you know, we thought that it might work against, uh, I can't even remember, uh, Nomadland. Nomadland. Um, and it definitely did not Nomadland won every award leading up to the Oscars and then also won the Oscars. So I guess we'll just have to see, but, um, any of these that you've seen or that you're, that you're really wanting to see that you haven't checked out yet, Michaela, any, any, uh, insight into where your head's at right now on these? So... I need to see Power of the Dog because I've not seen it yet. Um, and I'm kind of been putting it off because it's gotten so much hype about it. I think I'm going to be disappointed when I watch it, but maybe not. Um, Licorice Pizza. I love Paul Taylor Anderson. Everything he does is just awesome. I loved, I, I've loved all of his films. So I'm super excited to be able to see that. And um, if, if I were to pick, ooh, I mean, Belfast was phenomenal. 
if, if anybody, if there was a short list of things where someone was like, Hey, just, I want to go watch a couple of these. I would definitely say Coda and don't look up. (laughs) Those would probably be the ones that I would take away as most uh, important maybe for the year in today's day and age. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I just really liked both of them a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were both really good. I, I don't, I don't think you've watched King Richard yet, but it's, it's excellent. Um, I really like the power of the dog. Um, like I said, that's probably the early favorite for this one, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to watch through these and see. Um, like I said, I, we're not going to get like crazy into snubs because it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, kind of quantify those, but, uh, we each took a couple of notes and my note was Ridley Scott exclamation point question mark. Uh, this was supposed to be his year. He kept telling us it was going to be his year. Uh, he had the last duel and a house of Gucci out. They were supposed to both be excellent. So they both kind of fell a little bit flat and between the two, uh, there was only one nomination that was for best, uh, hair and makeup for house of Gucci. So no, no nomination for, uh, Ridley Scott. No. Yeah, no, no nomination for either of the films, no nomination for Lady Gaga, no nomination for Adam Driver, uh, no nomination for uh, Matt Damon. What's her Matt Damon? Um, what's her name that was in Last Duel? No nomination for. I don't remember her name. Isn't that bad? And I saw the film. No nomination for Jodie Comer, uh, who was high on a lot of people's lists. So, so yeah, Ridley Scott. This was supposed to supposed to be his uh, his Oscar uh, smorgasbord. And uh, nope, sorry, sorry, Ridley, no. not this year, I guess. No, no, I, I am excited because I've not seen House of Gucci yet. Um, I'm way behind, and so I need to catch up on that because I have heard that it's actually pretty good. Um, I did see Last Duel, thinking that it might get on this list, and. Uh, can't say I'm surprised it didn't make it. Uh, it just did not resonate with me. And I, I pretty much try to find good in every film that I see. So uh, it, it was, it, yeah, sorry, Ridley. Um, I also was a little surprised that uh, Tick, Tick, Boom didn't get more um, uh, around maybe best, um, it, best director um, there, or it's hard because the, the ones that have been picked for best director are, probably uh, more compelling, um, but I really liked what Tick, Tick, Boom did and how it was how it was filmed. And I, I really wanted to give kudos to Lin-Manuel Miranda because he does such an excellent job bringing that story to life. Um, but that's okay, that's all right. I mean, we all, we all know that he's just amazing and, you know, and he did get some, we did get some kudos for it, just not, just not in that way, so. Yeah, we ha- yeah we got you know Andrew Garfield got his nomination. It got nominated for um, best editing. Um, yeah, I mean if it would it would have been tough. I like I said, there's a lot of really good screenplays. Maybe people didn't quite know how to categorize it as a as an original screenplay or um, you know as an adapted screenplay. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we'll have to have to see. Hopefully, uh, people watch it because it's excellent. Um, go check that out. It's on Netflix right now. So, but that runs through all of the nominations for the Oscars. You and I have a lot of work to do, um, I think. Michaela is right now in the process. Her fingers are typing away furiously at trying to get the list put together so each of us know how many we have to watch. Now, last year, I got through all of my films before you, um, so I won that race, and then I also won our Oscar 
pick pool. Uh, you know, that's that's two years in a row. That should come as no surprise to anyone. Um, but I'm going for my third year in a row. And keep an eye on our website, drinkmovies.com, because we will have our uh, our pick them thing there. We'll have to be getting some prizes organized and ready to send out to whoever, you know, whoever does the Oscars the best, Michaela. Uh, but it's it is it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. You love the Oscars. I do. Uh, yeah. It is the best time. It's the yeah. best. I mean, it's almost the most wonderful time of the year. Break right? out your break out your your white claw champagne or what white cliff champagne. <laughs> you know, white claw champagne. That's maybe, not a bad idea. <laughs> maybe maybe you should just drink white claws instead of white cliff. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But uh, take 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 a swig of that, and I'm going to put you on the spot here right now. You have to pick one stone cold prediction right now it's tough because we haven't seen a lot of these things but if you had to go to las vegas right now and put 20 dollars down on one of these to win the academy award what's it going to be power of the dog for best picture wow okay you had that loaded up uh i think you are ready i don't know if you're going to be wrong i don't know i don't know that is a that is a bold prediction um i haven't decided if i'm going to hold us to these or not but i'm definitely going to stick with mine you want to know what my prediction is yes you are about ready to ask, I think. So uh, my prediction is that No Time to Die is going to win best song because it already won the Grammy. It is the best song and it's the best James Bond song of all time. So there you go. Wow. Okay. Wow. That is a bold statement. The best song of all time for James Bond. I mean, that's that's like better than Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. That's better than Golden Eye from... Tina Turner, that's better yep. than, I mean, that's better than Chris Cornell. I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's, it's definitely better than Chris Cornell. Uh, you were thinking of live and let die um, by wings is, is the one you were thinking of. Cause that was the previous best one, but uh, Billie Eilish, no time to die. Best James Bond song. Okay. All right. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. All right. Okay. Well, some opinions are right and some opinions are wrong. I guess we'll have to wait and see if ours are correct. Uh, but yeah, any closing thoughts about the Oscars, Michaela? No. Uh, I mean, I have lots of lots of thoughts, but we we only have, this is already half an hour too long probably because I keep talking. So no, uh, go watch some of these movies, ladies and gentlemen, people, humans of all kinds, go watch some of these movies. They're amazing They're, and they make you think. Some of these are not the funnest movies to watch, or the, mm. but they, should, they all are meant to put you into a different place. And sometimes that place is uncomfortable. It still is a worthy venture. Please go watch some of these movies. It's important. It's important to not always be 100% entertained, right? You gotta, you gotta go and see some of this stuff. So please go do it. Dip your toes in, it, the water's fine. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's my PSA uh, for the week. All right. Well, there you go. That is that is quite the endorsement. So let us know what your uh, Stone Cold picks are for the Oscars this year. If you're excited to watch them, if you have any early favorites or uh, films you're still waiting to check out, let us know. And you can do that on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Drink the Movies and on Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Um, as I mentioned before, go to our website, which is drinkthemovies.com, and we will have our, our Oscar pool up there here hopefully in the next couple of weeks i will definitely you know let everyone know on social media once that gets up there and we figure out what sort of prize pool or prize package we're going to put together for everyone um and you know while you're waiting for the oscars to start uh what better way to spend your time than you know listening to some episodes of drink movies and 
you know, if you're going to do that, you want to make sure you're subscribed and you are giving us reviews. And where should people be doing that, Michaela? You should be doing that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. You should be making sure you're subscribed because if you're not subscribed, you're not going to get fun stuff like like this intermittent drop that we're going <laughs> to yeah, put out, yeah. right? <laughs> You'd like, miss this. If you only yeah. check it out on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we do our regular drops. You're going to miss this. So you should hit that subscribe button today. Uh, and if you love what you're hearing, please be part of the family. Pull up a chair. Send us a note. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Really helps us continue to build the community of folks who love cocktails and love movies alike. That's right. Well, uh, you know, now we've been through these, Michaela. We don't have any time to waste. Grab grab your White Cliff and let's go. We need to start knocking these movies out. The time is nigh. <laughs> yeah, I have 42 films to watch in like six weeks, so it's a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, pray for us out there and we'll talk to everyone next time on Drink, Drink the, the Movies. movies. No time to die. Seriously, best song ever? Okay. Never. I need to go listen to it. Apparently, I'm old. You are. <laughs>